Sweet Corner Spatey. Uh, it is me, ya boy, Nick. It is a warm as fuck day. Um, I'm enjoying it. Kieran's dying. Hey! Uh, here, and who is, who, is, who is to the right of me? Yeah, uh, hello. I'm and, wet. Uh, you're wet, boy. I'm wet from myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make my own wet. <laughs> and we have returning champ... Flo, all the way from from France. What's up? To come and uh, you know, again, like I said, we're here. We're here to solve the problems of of the Macron government. You know, we're here to you know, enough is enough. Um, <laughs> you know, let my people go. Let the working French, uh, uh, the, the French working class, have their fucking retirement and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I uh, I I I still do not believe how how um, you know, kind of jumping back to. What month? Month? Two months ago or so? Mm-hmm. Like that was how? Like I mean, because you 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 were there for all of it. Could like I mean, what what was your experience then at the time of when 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 those when those protests broke out and stuff like that? Yeah, um, I mean, like there were about uh, I think like fourteen national rally days. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure the exact number, but basically, I think I went to like, a lot about five <laughs> out of out of the. 13, 14 days. Um, but yeah, like there's been three months of protracted like worker struggle, you know, like hundreds of thousands of people on the streets. Um, if not like uh, at its peak, about like maybe 3.5 million. Jesus Christ. Um, I think that was like around March. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was the peak. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to like uh, double check these numbers for me. But like basically uh, the most. I'm not going to do that. I'll yeah. take your word for it. Yes. I mean, it was it was a lot of people. We could you know, we, we could comfortably say it was it yeah. was it was it was a it was it was a good amount of Frenchmen coming out. And they were not dressed like Smurfs or whatever that thing was that they did where they got yeah. the COVID thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Smurf rally in the north of France. But like, I guess, um, yeah, the most recent date of protest was scheduled for uh, the 6th of June. Um, so yeah, on the sixth, there were about like 900,000 people, according to, uh, according to the CGT, the most radical left-wing union in France. And then, um, yeah, the police estimated it to be more around like 200,000. So obviously like the unions, you know, like they, you know, we know who we're going to go with on this one, but it's about the cops. Yeah, it's about okay. So I guess I was wrong. It, um, it's about half of what it was at the peak around March. So around like two two point five million, right? Instead of three million. But um, I couldn't personally go on the sixth. I had to, you know, do some stuff, finalize moving out of my apartment, etc. But I um, I had a friend who went. He participated in uh, the occupation of the Paris twenty twenty four Olympic Games uh, organizing committee oh, yeah, headquarters. Yeah, yeah. And so there were like, you know, each time there's these like. Uh, small actions that are kind of organized by left-wing union activists and like um, you know like one time they invaded uh, Euronext the uh, stock trading uh, platform and Mm. so I mean there's been some of the and also another time they went to um, you know occupy like uh, LVMH headquarters so LVMH is the like largest uh, luxury brand in France I know yeah they just wanted to get they just want you know they they understood yo if if we're gonna protest we gotta look good exactly (laughs) you know lighting flares (laughs) look good smell good get a little drunk yeah yeah yeah, exactly Exactly. yo my my you know if if you you know what's that what's that Emma Goldman quote of like if you can't dance at the protest I don't want to be at it or whatever it's like well mine's like you know what if my protest doesn't look like a future video <laughs> i don't want to be at it yeah no i mean like uh the scenes are pretty amazing uh but it is i will be honest um you know it is a little bit disappointing to see that we only got like half of the uh half of the uh peak turnout um this came out like uh about like a month after uh 
you know, the government passed the réforme de la retraite or the uh, retirement reform to mm. move the age from 62 to 64. So, I mean, obviously it could be worse in the United States. In the 80s, we moved the retirement age to 67. Uh, y'all did a whole episode on this with Cole Stangler, a great yeah. journalist from Paris, uh, now lives in Marseille. But basically, um, I mean, this law passed, right? So it's already an uphill battle. The unions are basically saying, um, you know, there's so many last chances that were made uh, with it getting like approved by the Conseil d'État, uh, like judicial, the judicial branch in France, right? Uh, that failed. They basically said it was legal for Macron to do this. Um, and then there's also recently the uh, leader of the National Assembly, uh, she said that she's not going to receive any amendments or any uh, annulments of the retirement reform. So unfortunately, legally, there's really no case against it. So it basically would take, as, as I said, like on a previous episode, like a revolution or like winning the next election in 2027 against Macron. So I think the, the strategy for us right now, because not very many French people are ready to do armed struggle in France is to make Macron <laughs> so unpopular that we, that we will maybe, maybe like the left will win the next national elections, but we'll see about that. But, um, so concerning my friend who went to the occupation of the 2024 Olympic games, I just wanted to ask about the sense of like, that shit's still happening. Like it is like, I mean, I know that, yeah. that obviously the Olympics are going to happen, yeah. but it's all this crazy thing. Like, like, I mean, it, it, it's really crazy that then obviously it's just funny that then Macron being the like, purest neoliberal himself is using the Olympics as like his own personal shock doctrine of like, oh, you know what? You know what France needs more of? More surveillance state shit. Yeah, or, you know, you know what would be really fucking sick is if we just like knock schools down in like Saint-Denis, which yeah. is like yeah. for I mean, to, like to build I don't even fucking know what. I remember like yeah. I, I remember the Nokia thing I, presents sports. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's the craziest thing of see I mean, cause like obviously we see this of then like you know the the last few Olympics and World Cups and stuff. I mean, like for for those who are who are who are unfamiliar with the concept of shock doctrine is like you know like the neoliberal concept of that. Then you use a crisis in order to then deregulate and this and that and that. Yeah. However, then sporting events over the years have become a massive thing. Brazil did this with the Olympics. South London. Africa, London, yeah. uh, you know Russia, this yeah. and that and that. And it's very bizarre because. We, at least in my stupid, you know, very, you know, Western Eurocentric brain, you know, you see this then happen in things like, you know, again, Brazil was the best example of this where they passed a lot of special legislation that then stayed after the World Cup, this and that and that. And you're like, oh, yeah, like, that makes sense. But then you like see it happen in France. You're like, oh, yeah, this is just, of course, like, of course, like neoliberalism is an international phenomenon that then the, that no matter where it can happen in the world, you can still do the shock doctrine on yourself no matter what, and I yeah, the, what, these are, like there's like all this like investment now into this like you know facial recognition software stuff for like surveillance shit. And you're just like, oh yeah, yeah, the, that thing that China's doing, yeah, yeah, no, Macron's <laughs> doing it as well or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy. I'm like, no, that's like, I mean, like it sounds like him, and I had to like, I'm like, but that doesn't sound. Good. And I looked up, I'm like, oh my god, of course, yeah, of course, he's getting into like the whole like, uh, we are going to use AI to uh 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 do our dude, own fucking dude. Yeah. Fucking Volocopter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're trying to do air taxis. Like they, yeah. It's the dumbest shit ever. changed legislation at the EU level to bring in a fucking U-space, this new term that we have to deal with, of like <sighs> unmanned vehicle space of like too high for cars, too low for like planes. Um, yeah. I love this. The idea that they're like the most, like the best, the, 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 the best that our imaginations could go is like, yo, what if like Europe was like the planet of Coruscant from Star Wars? Yeah, but everything, <laughs> but you're forced to use Quant instead of Google. Like, yeah. it's just that. <laughs> Goddamn Quant. 
Did you know? Oh. Hey, did you know Velt's search engine on his website is powered by Quant? I bet the fucking is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So how? Like how? How have then like these these like yeah? What is then the sense? I mean, because because obviously there's there there has been resistance from uh particularly in connection to, um you know the the workers movement and stuff like that in connection with the with the um, anti Olympic Games. No, but it was also that then there was um. What was it the, the the retirement age stuff? Also, there was stuff that then was coming out. Also, then too, in solidarity with the anti Olympic Games stuff as well, around that time of that people would come on the street protest and this, and then also kind of like remind everyone like, oh hey, yeah, this is still happening. You know, like this is mm. like Macron is doing. Yeah, he's doing like yeah the shock doctrine in Paris, so that then these billionaires can come in and and you know have their way with Paris and ruin a city that then's already mostly ruined to begin with. Yeah. So. Um yeah, I guess you're right about like this. One of the major slogans of uh, some workers was that we will have no Olympic Games if the retirement uh, reform is passed. That was it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, um, I mean, anti Olympic Games activists will say, like, okay, well, we shouldn't have the Olympic Games anyways, but um, it's, uh, to be honest, I think it's a. It is an uphill battle. It's probably a lost battle because uh, we're so close to twenty twenty four. Yeah, it's, right now. it's it's next year. Like it's yeah. it's gonna happen. But uh, and a lot of stuff has already been built. Um, but basically, I mean, you're right about the global security law that was passed. I think in like twenty twenty one. Um, they they really like included a lot of like amend uh like parts of the law that would allow drones to have like way more facial recognition capabilities and stuff like that. So you're definitely right about uh, all the security efforts that are going to be in place for for next year. Sorry, I just had to um go ahead to had to look this up because ever since I don't know how many years ago, um, my favorite part of the Olympics that I've always enjoyed is the mascots. Because no, oh one, yeah, 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 no one's made one anyone likes in years. Yes. <laughs> okay. Our Olympic game mascot yeah. for next year, yeah. is a clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at it. Look at it. It's 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 a Phrygian cap. Oh, yeah. okay. You know what? It's a Phrygian cap. All right. Cap, I, I like that. It looks like the the little ghost that that uh, that that uh, Cutter had for the World Cup. That was supposed yeah. to be the the I forgot that the the head. Uh, like the whatever head scarf headdress thing is called, uh, yeah. but it looked like a little friendly ghost. It was a little friendly ghost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what it looks like. But yeah, okay. Now you ruined the cuteness yeah. of it. It looks sorry. like a fucking clit. Sorry. I mean, it is it is really adorable. Yeah. But um, so, so yeah, sorry. Back to the yeah. back to the. You know, I think it's back like the series, cultural so. appropriation of the left because it's like <laughs> such, a, <laughs> such a revolutionary French symbol, but. Anyways, I mean, like, the Olympic Games... I am a feminist. Look at me. I am dating an older woman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah, so the Olympics are going to happen, and there's all these new these are there's, there's all these new legi- all this new legislation that then's being passed through, as as you mentioned. Yeah, I mean it's going to be really environmentally destructive because they're going they're going to reroute a highway next to a school, which will cause respiratory issues for years to come. I mean, there's going to be like gentrification of working class neighborhoods, like in Aubervilliers, one of the most working class neighborhoods in metropolitan France. Mm. And then, I mean, they say that they're going to like pay for sports program for kids, but obviously, like. I don't know, man. Like, if they can't already do that before the Olympic Games, are they really going to keep their promise? And then they're also going to, like, destroy a worker's garden in that uh, banlieue. Like, it's a working-class neighborhood. There's only, like, four hectares of, like, this beautiful garden that I visited. And, like, you know, there were people trying to occupy it. It's, like, you know, in the middle of, like, really polluted areas where basically, you know, this is, like, a breath of fresh air, literally, for a lot of people. But, 
you know, they're going to build a solarium, like, for people to sunbathe in on a park. And it's crazy. Like, it's just, you know. Can't you just, can't you go, just to the park? go to the park yeah. and sunbathe? <laughs> I mean, it's already there. It's God, crazy. wow. Macron is such an idiot. That's, like, total, like, oh, let's, 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 let's hack the park yeah. by I, I putting, a, <laughs> putting I, more sun at the park. I don't know when this started, but a big part of the Olympics has suddenly become about being really insecure about your city because it's just like in no other situation ever could you ever get a frenchman to say paris is i mean you can you get so many french people to say paris sucks what are you talking about no 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 but like no you could not like in the international set like yeah sure if you're like from like bordeaux or like Lyon or something you just kind of have to say that the same way everyone else but like no frenchman is ever going to think that like a foreigner is not going to be impressed with paris as is oh no 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 that's completely not true except for in this context no 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 completely not true like no 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 french people i at least like the few that that i know um completely understand when people come to Paris and they're like, this place is dirty and gross and small and very underwhelming. There's a, char- there's a charm, bro. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I mean, like, like, like Paris, they like, like they like they get that, but it's yeah. also like in the sense, like I hilariously had this conversation uh, last night with two yeah, friends yeah. of mine, one of whom is, is French, the other whom also uh, uh, lived in France. And it was like how Paris suffers very much from like imposter syndrome of mm. the sense of like similarly like to London and New York or that thing like used to be great, this and that and that, but like very much so than the other ones of like has especially like I don't know, like way less to offer now currently, especially considering then just the fact that I don't know, like the really when I think of, say, like, London or New York, I can at least think of, like, okay, like, it may be, like, this or that or that, but I can imagine, like, a good time and the people are, like, not the worst. And it's, like, Paris is, like, maybe the one where it's, like, uh, okay, yeah, it's small. And there's a lot of cool things to do there, but it's very dirty and the people are very mean. Yeah. And every French person would entirely agree with that statement. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. <laughs> yes, but it's there's that's there's a charm, bro. I don't know. I mean, it's I, expensive. I, I, and, I'm still going to push back a little bit that, like, the French... Pre- okay, particularly, okay, I'm just going to say the president of France, in no other situation, is going to be like, we have to, like, change everything about Paris. Paris oh, no, 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 no. Okay, it's only in that, when in that the regard, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But, because, but, but Macron is different than in the sense that Macron would tell you, like, straight face that... Paris is the greatest city in the world. Yeah. Like, he just But, like, this, the same thing's happening with L.A. Like, you can't really be the mayor of L.A. without throwing out the sound bites of, like, L.A., greatest city in the world, we have so much to offer, blah, blah, blah. But then, like... S- no, 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 sorry. The person who says that L.A. is the greatest city in the world is insane. Yeah. Yes. The mayor of L.A. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. I do not want to be anywhere near this yeah. person. I do and not want to... democratic office. What are you talking about? They like, do. They 100% yeah. do. And um, they're a freak and they need to stay the fuck away from me. Yeah, but <laughs> as, no. As a, as a person from, from the American Southwest who has been to L.A. far too many fucking times, yeah, yeah. worst, worst place on earth. Yeah. That's Hell. Fair. Literal hell. I'm not talking about you, Nick. You're not mayor. No, 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 no. And like, you wouldn't be allowed to be mayor of LA. I wouldn't be allowed in LA. <laughs> yeah, if you said it sucks. But now you're just like, oh yeah, LA sucks. Or like, LA is the greatest city in the world. Anyway, we're going to change everything about it for the Olympics in like four years. That is what LA does all the time, yeah. though. LA's That's what all, all the- these cities do. Like, London did the yeah, same yeah, as well. No, no, no. LA changes itself all the time regardless. It's like, oh, can I like get a tax break on this? I'll entirely <laughs> rip out half of the city and displace people and move them to the other side of 
of a fucking mountain range. Yeah. Like, no, LA is the perfect example of exactly, you know what? Anything that then, you know, anything for me to like, me and my boys to make some money, uh, yeah. I will do that. Oh, that's for, why they all take the contract. Yeah, 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 like, of yeah. course. But like, it, this, anyway, we're not we're not going to agree we, on this conversation. No, we need to make the Olympics like the Winter Olympics, which is like no one wants to host it anymore. <laughs> Fair, yeah, yeah, because no place is snow enough to have it anymore. Oh, uh, yeah, this and like those Netflix Christmas films, just yeah, global warming has retaken really that from us. Uh, anyway, change, baby. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. I mean, talking about LA, they were the only ones to actually have a profitable Olympics uh, in uh, like 1984. Yeah. So literally, every other city that has ever hosted yeah. it. Has been in debt, like, and in five years' time, they're going to not do it again. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they're gonna. I th- yeah, again, it is very because again, remember the Olympics are again this thing that then that it allows you to like. I I think it's been very clear the sense that then why, um, particularly neoliberals are so hooked up on it is because they know that they can pass a lot of shit that like again that we said with this and that and that and like Berlin is putting in a bid in for twenty thirty six, which is no. like yes. Uh, the hundredth anniversary shit. of the fucking Hitler Olympics might actually be oh. happening in Berlin, <laughs> and we don't need that. And especially in the sense that then the person who is who is cheering it on so much is Kai Wegner, a man who, and I don't care if 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 I get a libel suit for this because it's just a it's, fact. It's, it's it is a yeah, fact. He was a moderator on multiple Nazi Facebook accounts. Yeah. Groups, groups, Facebook groups. Facebook groups, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, doesn't matter. Same shit. He was clearly on a bunch of Nazi Facebook groups just being like, oh, well, you know, this is perfectly fine to me. And you know it's also a great idea to me? If we just honor the Führer in 2036, these are in no way connected to my politics, you know, whatever. I'm just, Damn. I just, like. I'm sure, okay, I'm sure everyone thinks this when they find out their city is going to host the Olympics, but. We, we can't do that. I'm sure like every Parisian when the bid went through was also like, no, we can't. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably going to go through in 2024, but like mm. Los Angeles 2028, there's still time to like, you know, uh, increase that, the number yeah. of protesters and et cetera. 2036, a lot of time. Yeah, obviously, no obviously for Berlin. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, they're gonna. The Olympic uh, committee is like pretty corrupt, and you know, there's like. Uh, I mean, the thing that gave like you know, uh, what what were the last nations that hosted it? Uh, uh, well, the Winter Olympics is always the first goal one. So like, China had Sochi. A last, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah Sochi, Sochi, a yeah. literal like Putin's literal summer like yeah. getaway. Apparently, was a great location. Yeah, it, there's there's no snow elsewhere in Russia. I yeah, couldn't, no. I couldn't <laughs> think of a single other place. You could yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, wait, wait, you, mean, you mean to tell me that the Olympic Committee's corrupt? Yeah. When I can just like put like it, it literally like the like yeah, Putin has his like summer villa there or whatever. Yeah, and literally probably just handed them a bag of cash and was like. Nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a big bag of cash there. Um, yeah, but, but so going on, I mean, like the, the Olympics, of course, are going to happen. Um, there's, uh, you know, I don't. It's just kind of one of those things that then, like, I, I appreciate seeing the the efforts that then are being done. Uh, and this is this has been going on for years too. That then, particularly bringing up awareness in the sense of then what the government is is you know yeah you mentioned the the school where the where the the the, um, the highway, highways yeah. being built. They're also tearing down part of that school, if I'm not mistaken, in order to build some of it as well. Uh, there's been a lot of activists from the school themselves to like yeah. go and make sure that then that they don't uh, yeah. that that doesn't happen. Regardless of that, it's been very nice to see that then there's been a, a collective effort, at least being like, we don't fucking want this here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. gonna we're gonna be 2024. We're gonna be, you know, I mean, I never watched the Olympics anyway because to be honest, those aren't real sports, even though they are very much real sports. But you know what? There's no, uh, the only real sports are are, are, are uh, baseball yeah. and uh, soccer. 
And yes, I'm going to call it soccer. <laughs> Nothing else matters. And um, if you can do a kickflip, you're a professional athlete in my book. That's it. <laughs> so it's like the idea of just like Olympics opening ceremony. Macron announces that like all of France is going to call it soccer now. Yeah. Immediately killed. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's the thing that then gets, yeah, that's the thing that gets Macron executed publicly as he changes the name of football. <laughs> We are having uh, alignment with our friends in the US. <laughs> Could you imagine though? Because all right, all right, all right. Before we before we kick off into then like the main the main meat and potatoes of this episode, could you imagine in the sense because the um, like the German Greens are the most like pro Atlanticist party yeah. in Europe. Like yeah, could you imagine them just going to the Bundestag and being like, "Meine Damen und Herren, um, we would like to change the name of Fußball into soccer." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. Just like, and then like, the next, AFD just next election, like, AFD yeah. sweeps <laughs> just like on this campaign point yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah God. I mean, TBH, like, I guess last thing on the Olympics, um, there is culpability from the left on this because um, Annie Hidalgo, the current mayor of Paris, who's the socialist candidate, do not call her a left. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, but like, uh, she's not obviously, but like uh, on twenty twenty in the twenty twenty municipal elections, she ran on this and she was like really pro Olympic Games. It's yeah. basically her project, even more than even more so than Macron's. But like uh, the Greens, initially they were against the Olympic Games, and then they eventually joined her in a coalition in the second round of the municipal yeah. elections. Like, and then like. Like, La France was the only one to like hold out on the anti-Olympic uh, position, and then now we're in coalition with them since last year on a national level. So it's yeah. like, bro, what is the left doing? It's just like shooting itself in the. I flight. ask myself this question, unfortunately, every single day. <laughs> and uh, then we reach the point in the we're doing podcasts. Episode. Apparently, yeah, we're doing podcasts, <laughs> vibing, posting stuff, yeah. trying to get a blue sky invite. But I mean, we got a I blue guess, sky invite. Blue yeah, sky. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, blue sky. Wait. Yeah, the 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 new refuge for Twitter people. The, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there's simply no time to talk about it. We're talking about how France is fucked. It's okay. So actually, I'm very surprised that the the like Parisian Greens didn't oppose this because like the last time I looked into the Parisian Greens, there was like one guy who's like head of one of the arrondissements who's just like his yeah. big thing is he got like advertising banned in that like ab- like they they seem like such like nimbies like. And this is like the ultimate NIMBY issue. Like, I would not like the Olympics to happen in my back garden. (laughs) (laughs) Also, in 2012, it's really strange because they're also Yimbys in a certain way. Because like, like the Greens in Paris in 2020, they wanted to like build a second river through Paris. Build a second? Yes. Yeah. No. This is great. Doesn't like Erdogan want to do that? Like to like to divert routes from the boss uh, uh, Bosphorus in order to like like just not pay taxes or whatever or something. There's like to not pay certain fees because it's like technically. International, like an international, um, like port no, or something I, like that. I love this new. I love this new bull chapter for the Green parties of just going full geomancy. Just like we have <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, we yeah. just have to like start reshaping the earth. We done fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, here. yeah. It's like like the Greens means the term of like from like Red Mars that you want to like. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we've gone like we're we're going to we fucked up the earth so bad that now we're the party of. 
trust me, bro, I've got it. Just yeah. if you let me in charge of the climate for like one day, I could totally fix this yeah. new mountain here, new river here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo, like, yo, what if third like, ice yeah, cap? <laughs> exactly, yo, the world low key is like just it's Sim City. Mm. If you think about it, you could you, you could build a mountain if you try hard enough. Oh no, the French Greens have done too many cheat codes. They summoned the guts <laughs> of the monster. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean they're they're a combination of like good and bad, crazy and reasonable. Like I don't know, the French Greens are just kind of lost. I mean, yeah. even in their primary, like in 2021, they like, I don't know, it was like 48% for this relatively okay, like eco-feminist candidate. And then uh, she lost against the neoliberal uh, Yannick Jadot, who's the more reasonable one. Yeah, Th- yeah. That like, he got 4% really prevented La France from getting to the second round. I don't know. Anyways, I'm really bitter about that still. But anyways, we can go, you know, more into the the, uh, the main issue of, uh, of today's episode yeah, if you all yeah. want. Yeah, so, so uh, uh, France is, um, we've talked about before, um, I think I actually talked about this recently, I don't, or maybe it was just amongst friends, of, we've talked about it actually on the show, of that then Germany has done, um, or at least, at least attempting to do a massive uh, $100 billion investment yeah, yeah. into the Bundeswehr, which they've never really like fully explained where that money is going to go, what it's going to go oh, into this. What? And that. <laughs> so, so well, no, yeah, no, they this haven't. is, this is, this is, um, I'm not going to like, I talked about it with Jan on last yeah, episode last on episode, the, on the, episode. on the bonus episode. Uh, so, check that out. Subscribe to the Patreon. You know, there's one there. Yeah. Do that. There's one, uh, uh, interesting thing with all that though. Cause like, I'm not going to go into too much, uh, like Adam twos did like a whole podcast on us about like, Germany has a massive spending problem when it comes to the military because, like, the budget of the German military as it currently is, without this new package, is pretty close to what France spends. Yeah, but, like, really? Yeah, 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 but, yeah what, but it's mostly consulting. But like, what? what France? But what France has to show for it? Like, if you go like the amount of bullets each country costs, like has, and then divide that by the budget, like. France is probably spending like one euro per bullet and Germany's probably spending like 16 euro per bullet or something yeah. stupid like that. Like we Holy are wasting shit. money. Like France like is a genuine military power with like fleets in the South yeah. Pacific or whatever. And Germany is just like, I don't know, just advising the worst people in the world of how to do heinous shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So Germany's like, so, uh, you know, uh, a surprise, surprise. We're talking about defense spending. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, Germany's is primarily done in like, you know, when, when Germany's invited to go join on like NATO missions and whatnot, they mostly just send like consultants. Yeah, like France sends yeah. like, like a great equipment or whatever, like a bunch of troops and France. Absolute and, psychopaths and, then, and shit like that. And then yeah. Germany just sends like one guy in a suit. Like one just like kind of rotund guy who's just like actually I think you should put the troops over here like my god you genius <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you I will or buy did, another house yeah, now <laughs> they did a lot of stuff of like consulting within like the uh, like the new Iraqi military and stuff yeah. like that they did a lot of consulting with like the Afghanistan like the Afghani military like they hilariously enough the country of that is obsessed with consulting is also obsessed with military military consulting, consulting yeah. um, and of course they do arms dealing but that's not in that's the thing too is that that is not done in government spending because those are no. you know done with different forms of and like and, um, Ryan Mattel and stuff yeah yeah, like yeah. those yeah. are those are different trade deals that obviously are done a lot of like I mean just kind of sometimes it's not done with government spending shit either entirely yeah. you know so um, but you know Germany we've talked about in the sense is spending money on their military 100 billion apparently is gonna be going into that um, but France is also uh Deciding that you know they want to they they want to hop on this game too, and uh, the reason why we actually have flow here is to to kind of go through and you've you've 
broken down a lot. I've, I've looked through the notes and it is it is a lot to go through. I didn't even like bother reading through half fix. I'm like, you know what? You're going to be telling me this and I'm going to, you know, it'll be much nicer to hear it fresh and respond to that. So um, could you give us a little overview then of what is then this plan? Because as when you mentioned this to me a month or so ago, I could not find anything about it. I, I mean, I didn't look in French because I was, you know, stupid. But um, yeah, there is very little about this spending plan that I can in even googling it in French is even quite hard to do. So what is what is going on with with the French defense spending and should we be worried because I am <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So starting from the top, uh on January 20th, uh Macron presented his New Year's wishes to the military. So uh presenting your new wish, New Year's wishes uh and resolutions in France is like a common tradition. Yeah. But he uh did a whole like press conference, well I mean like just a ceremony saying that he would increase the military budget uh till 2030 by about 100 billion euros which is about like what was announced by Olaf Scholz like about a year ago mm. in February uh last year so um leading to a total budget of 413 billion euros for this period like from 2023 to 2030 uh so that represents like a 40% budget increase over that period um and like in April, Macron's government deposited a draft of the uh, loi de programmation militaire which means like uh military programmation law or military planning law uh, in English. And so the National Assembly uh, just voted this through after a first reading uh, just, I think it was on the 7th. So um, basically this is super fresh. This happened this week. Uh, and actually all the French dailies the next day did not say anything about it in their like uh, top headlines. So I tried to look on, <laughs> you know, Le Parisien, Le Monde, uh, Le Figaro, like all these like major uh, daily papers and nothing was said about this. But actually this is huge because, uh, you know, 413 billion euros is gigantic. And actually Macron wanted to save only 13 billion euros over about 10 years uh, with his uh, reform de, uh, retirement reform. So basically... Uh, this b- military budget is like almost 10 times, almost 10 times what uh, Macron wants to save with the retirement reform. And you have like literally millions of people marching in the streets against that, but not against the against the military budget. But ha- but hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I thought there was no money for things. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like this Began, thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's I thought France was a small bean that couldn't afford Yeah, exactly. Wait, anymore. what? You mean to tell me that then that if I want money for things that then that I want, if yeah. I'm a rich economy, I can just make the money appear? Yeah. What? Exactly. I don't, need yeah. To, I don't need to do bullshit like, oh, well, you know, you guys can have your retirement. But by the way, here's, you know, <laughs> like a half a trillion <laughs> for uh, uh, boom and pow exactly. and... Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. sending french soldiers to die in the sahel like well i mean we can't like pay look. for uh old people to get out of poverty you know yeah. it's it's crazy look, I mean, look 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 the drudgery of your job must continue but here's a gun yeah. <laughs> just have fun Don't, yeah. <laughs> no i mean like um yeah i mean it's um uh, it's crazy that there's also a lot of like not lack of transparency but i mean uh, Macron wanted this bill to pass really quickly, so he uh, did like an expedited uh, procedure. So this means that uh, you know it only takes one reading from the National Assembly before it passes to the Senate. 
uh, within four weeks, and then it will eventually get approved by the Senate because the Senate represents basically nothing. They're kind of like a rubber stamp organization, mm. and uh, you know, they're a bit like a dictatorship. But yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I, don't, I don't know much about like you know like politics or government or anything, but it, this sounds like very dictatorial behavior. <laughs> exactly. I mean, no. yeah, Macron just says something, and then yeah, he if you have really an entire it. body of government that just is there to rubber stamp something, if I'm not mistaken, that's things that then like the U.S. will literally drone strike your country over for yeah. <laughs> like, yeah but nick nick i went to a decathlon once so i think it's all <laughs> fine actually yeah i, oh my I got God. these shoes yeah. for 14 euro at a decathlon <laughs> yeah my you know what yeah all right you know what, it may be it, it may be you know what, it may be full-blown fascism but yeah it's got some cheap yeah. workout clothes. Yeah, can you buy? Can you? Wait, where else can you buy a basketball for three euros? Yeah, so saws everyone in France, but I need those cheap workout clothes. No, but um, yeah. So I mean, okay. To be honest, it did pass quote unquote democratically because the final vote count was uh four hundred eight four and eighty seven against. And guess who voted for it? Oh, I, I don't know who. All right, Macron, his yeah. parties. Yeah. Um, so like the coalition of centri- so-called centrists, mm. and then uh, the coalition nation- of the willing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, interestingly, the national rally, the quote-unquote oh, yeah. right-wing national opposition, right, the the far-right opposition of Marine Le Pen, and then the Republican Party, who was initially against it, but they made so many amendments that they eventually got satisfied, and they, uh, you know, flexed their political mes- muscles and said, okay, well, we're relevant enough because we made so many amendments on the on your military budget that we'll finally pass it. That's yeah. the craziest thing to me as well, too, that then just, like, I mean, because we've had you on before as well to talk about the sense that there's been these, like, continuous concessions to the right that then Macron has always then marketed himself of like oh no 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 i am the bulwark against them exactly that, yeah that. exactly but it's like i mean they you know, vote the same on everything they, it, all the it's time not, it's not even the sense that then like you know we've, we've talked about then like you know the uh, like like election like leading up to the election i think who what, was it his, his interior minister who started being like oh yeah, we're, we're yeah, yeah we're more hardcore yeah, on yeah. immigration and islamism than the far right exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. uh so it's not even in the sense that the now it's like the rhetoric <laughs> it's like the actual <laughs> fucking voting and ledger i mean but it, it's always exactly. been that of course you know? yeah, but yeah it's just like to the fact that then like all right all right, all right hold on you know this is the guns and militarism and shit like that. You guys like that, right? We'll do anything that you fucking want so you guys can like vote onto this. And it's just like, you know what? I mean, I, I know that we harp on this too, the sense that this is this, this international phenomenon that then like liberals cave into the right more often than not. But it's like, it's right fucking in front of you. Yeah. Like, it is literally continuously over and over and over again. Like these people are not going to save you. And that's, that, that's fucking embarrassing. Yeah. That is pathetic. What like, what a bunch of just, just, Oh, it's gross. But yeah, please go on. Like, For sure. I mean, even a couple of weeks ago, the far right and Macron were united in uh, basically lowering uh, the budget for social housing, or at least like, I think they, they were. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. So, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. they always. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Because again, same thing too with like the AFD in Germany is yeah. that they do the rhetoric. They do, oh, we're here for you. The average, for, again, the average yeah. German, the average French person, this yeah. and that. By the way, actually, in this mean that we mean we're for you, we mean like You're, cuts and everything. Yeah, yeah. Neoliberal on all yeah. economic issues. Look, 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 look. Look, 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 look. You don't have a house, but here's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. It's like America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know what? 
you can't afford to go to school. You can't afford to like you know put a roof over your head. Well, you know what you can do. You can um, you know you can spend five years you know serving Uncle Sam, baby, or uh, whatever the word for Uncle Sam in French. And is. they don't even give you a house in the end. You just have no. a bunch of like homeless veterans like begging for money. Exactly. Yeah, you can develop one of the craziest fucking like you know heroin addictions in your life yeah. in like you know fucking Fort Hood, Texas, and like you know yeah. just go insane. And then you shoot all your colleagues. Yeah, then, exactly. No, yeah. and like like all right, see, fr- like America stupid though because they have uncle sam right and it's like no one wants to do that but a woman with her boobs out now <laughs> now we're talking maybe maybe i'll go do heinous shit in west africa for a woman with her boobs out. <laughs> damn bro i mean you know what like you know uh, you know how many like young horny men in the u.s would give into that military <laughs> propaganda so quickly just a bunch of sexless men yeah, my name's Kyle. I served two years in Iraq, and I'm a Tagalist now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, okay. So basically, uh, the budget next year for the French military will be 47 billion, and uh, by 2030, it'll go all the way up to 69 billion. Ha ha! Yeah. That number is actually not funny when you add that billion at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but obviously, I mean, it's far from the U.S. is like over seven hundred billion. I mean, you can't compare. You know, you know that's yeah. like you know, like you know, upon the throne they sit, dog. Like they're just they're just exactly. living pretty. I mean, the U.S. has like forty percent of the world's military expenses, but I mean, France still has like a really large military and it's extremely interventionist. So it still means a lot that you know. Uh, we passed this huge military program law without biggest, like any public discord. Biggest in Europe, right? No. Uh, well, uh, if you count Turkey, then oh, yes. Okay, interesting. Well, no, Turkey's like troops, but I think no, no, no. But it's also with I think also with military spending as well. Turkey, really? Turkey spends a shit. Yeah, uh, Turkey's okay. in like two active well, wars yeah, currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have to pay off people to stop them from doing all those coups. Wait, what, what are the active wars against like Kurdistan and then uh, Syria, Syria, Syria and Iraq? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 and then like a bunch of other NATO stuff. Like, there's Turkish troops in um, in Kosovo now, <laughs> in Kosovo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Afghanistan, and yeah. North yeah. Africa too. Yeah. Oh, and also, yeah, as well too. Libya is like the one of the largest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the largest things sub- that Turkey is in, invested in as well. well they feel too. really shafted by that, don't they? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the UN, the UN forces yeah. in the north, uh, northwest, right? Or, mm-hmm. okay. They really resent that. I think. Okay. Is, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why. Um, also, to Somalia as well, Turkey was uh, helped oh, a lot with yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah. And Turkey gives a lot of military and and and, and like humanitarian aid to Somalia. Somalia, which is why, um, uh, what's her name uh, in the U.S. who's from Somalia? Uh, uh, Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar like met with Erdogan because uh, of that. Uh, it, like so, there was a big thing from a bunch of right wingers about she's meeting with a dictator. It's like you guys like would actually agree with Erdogan. Like, yeah. In the weirdly, in I'm this just one's, voting for Christian we're literally Erdogan, in a military yeah. fucking weirdly, alliance with yeah, Erdogan. Yeah, yeah. It's like weird, cleansing like, Kurds from like how dare Syria. she meet with Erdogan as I vote for like the Nebraska equivalent of Erdogan. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. To be yeah. state governor. If I could have like you know, uh, 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 I'm voting for uh, uh, the American. Uh, uh, the, the this party's called the base. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they seem pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm voting for good old. Old-fashioned Amer- American name Rekip <laughs> <Rekib> Erdogan. <laughs> but, he owns a Ford dealership. Yeah, no, I mean it really. I mean, like, 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 I mean, I did like weird. That was one of the things that then I did understand why, of all people in the world, that she would meet with them because, like, Turkey gives a massive amount of humanitarian aid to sure. the country that she is from. 
you know, I mean, regardless of not that, then like there are things to criticize of it that, yeah, I mean, whatever, like you're going to meet with the leader of the country from the place that then that helped you get out of Somalia and shit like that. I mean, you can criticize it for what it is, but yeah, there's also, yeah. then there's, there's, it's multifaceted, yeah. but yeah, I mean like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, if I'm not mistaken, of at least of NATO members, I think Turkey is second highest, I'd say they are second highest in troops and I think they're also second highest in military spending, um, but Damn. yeah, for, we're very weird for a country that I remember money appears out of nowhere, no matter if you're in a fucking economic crisis or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but like chicken fillets are six euro now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, so regardless of the fact of who's number one or number two, number three, number four, France is a heavy spender. France is yeah. a heavy ally. France is one of the largest is 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 very much, I would say, probably top five NATO allies. Yeah. 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 Only nuclear power in the EU. Yeah. I mean, the other one in Europe is uh, Britain, which is not in the EU. And, yeah. and Germany there. has warheads, but they're owned by the United States. Yeah. So they're not allowed, they're to, know not allowed they to know where they are, which is like <laughs> one of the like biggest cuck moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't ask where my nukes are. Like, pfft. Like, you know, like, what? Come on. No. Like, you know what? Just again, like, again I, I thought you, you know what? This is about trust. You know, you're asking me every time where my nukes are. And I'm, you know what? Like, see that big grain silo over there? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I don't know. Just, Maybe it could just, be a nuclear it's just silo. It's a warhead over. with yeah. grains. Come on. No, 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 no. no. Don't, come on. Let's, we, 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 come on. You just want to sit and watch Tatwa, don't you? Come on. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like uh, <laughs> they just keep putting Tatar in front of them. Like, ooh, look at this. I, I've got a preview of Tatar on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no, it's just, it's just, Kyle, after his uh, after his stint of being a gaullist, is now he's now a real big believer in the social market economy, and is just like, yeah, Kyle sounds like a fucking shithead. Yeah, but he's just he's just asked like he's just being asked like what's that over there, and he's just like, yeah, don't worry about it, don't yeah. worry, don't worry about these like yeah. trucks with like yeah. warheads on them. Oh, look at that! There's a it's a wild title. <laughs> oh, look what I have here! Look, it's a ginger shot. Don't you want this ginger shot? Yeah. Oh, I made I like oh there's there's. <laughs> Look over you there. You can, oh, you know, hey, over here we can walk around barefoot. You wanna, <laughs> don't you want to go do that? Look over there quickly. Those kids are enjoying an American cake that they followed the recipe exactly. It didn't use less sugar. <laughs> yeah, so, I hate so, what they do to cakes in this country. <laughs> anyway, go on. So, uh, yeah, basically there were no public reactions. I mean, as y'all said, like y'all couldn't find very much uh, stuff in the Anglophone press. Oh. I mean, even in the French press, like this made no headlines. Um, so, I mean, this is really niche, but only like uh, Révolution Permanente, the equivalent of Klasse, Klasse gegen Klasse in Germany. Like right. it's a small Trotsky's publication. They put it at the top of their website and they have like a lot of criticism. But it criticism. got buried amongst the other like 5,000 publications they put out that day. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's like <laughs> traditional French Trotsky's form. Yeah. You know, you gotta like... Stop a, writing! Exactly, Calm down! <laughs> exactly. Stop being right about like most we things. We get it! But you, like, it's called like, it's called, you know, like, like you gotta like, you gotta space it out. You have yeah. to like leave exactly. some room for, for for, for us to, to like digest this information. <laughs> exactly. Noel from Brittany's handed out 12,000 newspapers today. <laughs> yes. Big thumbs up. That's, I mean, you know, I mean. He's the hero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyways, okay. So what does the loi de programmation militaire prescribe? What is the military uh, program? Yeah, what, yeah, what, what is in this? Are they, they're, unlike Fran, or unlike Germany, it is not just going to consultants, is it? Exactly. It is going to much more worse things. Exactly, bro. So um, basically a lot of things. Uh, reaching the 2% GDP NATO member uh, state objective. Uh, refilling military hardware stocks to replenish what France sent to Ukraine. Uh, creating only 6,300 jobs by 2030, which is like 
pathetic and ridiculous mm. um because like i mean you could just like invest that elsewhere like e- ecological transition or i don't know education healthcare. but no i mean it's just military you know we just got to create like only six thousand three hundred. anyways uh so okay we also uh are gonna have like a massive budget increase to ensure nuclear uh, defense cap- capacities and then because uh, obviously Russia's going to bomb us like literally tomorrow. So we just got to have nukes ready to go. Um, and then uh, four billion for cyber defense, five billion for drones and robots, 16 billion for munition stocks and 10 billion, which is really important to create a new aircraft carrier. Oh, yeah. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Are you fucking dumb? Are you like, come on and a fucking aircraft carrier? Yeah. Yeah. What are they like? I mean, so they're buying into the U.S. bullshit that then like China's the next frontier of a war that's going on. Are, exactly. like, that must be it. That oh yeah. my fucking these things are fucking stupid. Because China's going to invade France. Yeah, like, exactly. Literally no, tomorrow, no, right? No, no. Oh my god. China's going to invade New Solomon, which we or like New Caledonia. <laughs> exactly. Or exactly. Yeah. 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 That's, that's that thing we totally deserve to have. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, because that was the, like like you mentioned the Ukraine thing, and then like you know the 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 um like that one makes sense to me because there was this thing france did not do this because france has a bunch of their own armaments that they sent to ukraine yeah and what a lot of countries have been doing is that they have been um so for example poland is the good example where they sent their leopard their leopard their old leopard two tanks yeah. which oh my god did i have to fucking break this down at one point in the show or not that then that the leopards that then that poland sent are like the very old ones from the 70s and then germany guaranteed them like the new generation if they did it they would they would get like a reimbursement for it yeah yeah because germany was like so uh I don't know, uptight about like sending weapons directly to Ukraine. They wanted to send Yeah, yeah, to Germany. Right? Well, yeah, because because Germany is yeah, again, there is a, it is much harder for a country like Germany to do it simply just on the basis yeah, it is restricted yeah. on, and it is constitutionally restricted for Germany to actually do this. Yeah. They have done it and then Germany has kind of been doing it in this we've talked about it actually like in this like cyclical method of sending weapons that Germany like Greece for example had a bunch of old weapons they sent there and Germany guaranteed them things. The United States has been guaranteeing that then if you give, say, F-16s, the U.S. will then put you in line for... Possibly cheaper yeah. F thirty fives. You know who, that 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 aircraft that can't even like you know take off. Yeah, when it breaks and it rains. Um, it literally will kill uh, the pilot if uh, pilots don't need their heads. No, they don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they do. You know, and it's, you know, a normal fucking thing that that that, that a stealth fighter Super does. Fly the plane. Yeah, yeah, Stop yeah, 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 your decapitation. Yeah, whatever. You know what? Okay, fine. Whatever. The like, you know, the the paint melts off and you die. But whatever. You know, <laughs> fuck that. Um, but like, yeah, anyone who has a, a you know. Two two older sis, older siblings who've gone through like the handy down system understands mm. how how this how this works. We're doing that with our with our military. But yeah, it's it's um like there has been this 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 program in smaller countries that then don't have big as big of arm in, in, it arms industries as say Germany, the United States, France, France. though is one that then is forgotten about. Okay, BAE systems. Yeah, which yeah. is uh, Bay Systems is a massive factory in Arizona, by the way. Really? Yeah, yeah. It is one of the ones that uh, my uh, you know my my representative my representative Kristen Cinema yeah. uh, proudly uh, uh, lobbied for Hell to yeah. make sure that then that they uh, stay stay there. But yeah, there is um, there was for other countries. You know why countries say like Poland or or Greece or something like that were so quick to get rid of their equipment was one of course because well Poland more so than Greece uh, had this you know uh, a much more 
readiness approach to supporting Ukraine, also because they just really don't like Russia. But they wanted new guns, this and that and that. France, on the other hand, has a massive arms industry like Germany, and sending weapons, while not as um, restricted by legal boundaries like Germany is, for sure, for sure. was also then something that then that they were sending from their own supplies. Yeah. So there is now then the f- sense that then France, at least from the sense that then like the bit that I could find about this was about the Ukraine stuff, uh, that then they are simply yeah there's there's the replenishing of these armaments, but what exactly is is because like France also tried to send tanks and yeah. they didn't want them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I forget what it's called. It's this very silly-looking tank. Um, France... What? Le Pardieu. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, France was actually trying to, like, was was trying to be in the bid for, like, getting you... So, instead of Ukraine taking leopards, it was APCs? I believe so. Arcus? Arcus APCs? Yeah, it was something... They're, like, very bizarre-looking, and they're very, like, they're they're not, like... They're beige. Yeah, but they're they're also, like, a bit, like, more nimble and quick than than the leopard is, which is... You know, like, again, because uh, it's fucking military nerd shit. Against, say, something like a T-90 or a T-72 or a T-63, mm. a Leopard is a much more comparable thing to where, like, these weird small French tanks can't really, like, go up against them. Yeah. Now, are tanks used that way? That's a whole other different thing. Are tanks even useful on the battlefield? We have seen that the Ukraine war has shown that they are kind of really not. But... France put in this bid. It didn't really be that successful, but France has still then been one of the largest providers of arms in every other regard to yeah. Ukraine. I mean, they're again, remember, they're still a NATO member. Um, I'm assuming that then as well that France is also using similar mun- munitions to other NATO members of like a 5.56 and stuff like that, which then now Ukraine is probably having this very weird problem of then having like old Soviet stuff, which is on complete different yeah, standardization yeah, yeah. of things. And then also, you know, not old, sorry, old Soviet things and then new NATO things are on complete different things as well but um a lot of yeah i mean like like what exactly then is the is is this connection to that like so is is france building new tanks is there is there are they are they putting new research into them things yeah is uh like yeah i got something exactly on that point uh basically there was an amendment adopted during the course of uh, two months of debate um, you know, for the since April for for the loi de programmation militaire to increase orders of uh, Jaguar and Griffin uh, armored personnel cars. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those those, uh, those two are the ones that that that, that they sent then. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, because I, I was not sure if like we sent tanks. I mean, we, we're gonna have to like double check. But like basically, they want to replenish the stocks of APCs, thirty eight Jaguars, ninety two Griffins. Uh, and yeah, France produces a lot of APCs. I know that we sent Ukraine like uh, Arcus um, APCs, but basically, um, yeah, I mean, like we need a. I mean, I think like the French government says that we need to replace our stocks, right? But I mean, going back to aircraft carriers uh, for a second, I guess like um, we used to have two aircraft carriers actually, one called Charles de Gaulle, which we still have, and the Fush. Of course, it was. Of course, was it was called Charles de Gaulle. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but there's the, like three guys in French history. <laughs> Fush, Fush, who also I think is a French military general, but that was sold in 2000 to Brazil, which is like, (laughs) it's like, bro, you're literally like, what the fuck? Like, you literally want to replace what we already had. Like, why are we building a new aircraft carrier when we like we made the 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 blunderous like stupid decision to just send it to Brazil? It's like, 
I don't know. I mean, because they wrote in the comments, "Come to Brazil," and it worked. But the Chal de Gold was ordered in like 1986, and then it was put in service in 2001. It's like these take years to build, and you just sell that shit. It's like there's only like 47 in the world. U.S. has 11. They're super rare, and like, why would you sell a single one if you? By the time this new one comes into to to operation, yeah, my core will be dead. We'll all be nuked. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I would like. Like, it will just be the roaches of one French air. Craft yeah, exactly. I'll actually, you know what? Um, I will take refuge in the in like the like incomplete aircraft carrier. That is where I live now. That's mm. like my hideout, and like me and my friends hang out there. New squat, yeah, yep. my new squat, yeah. Social housing's <laughs> gone. We've been pushed out of Paris. But check out my like check out my fucking like whatever was it? How, how many billions of dollars? Or ten billion that was allocated just yeah, for that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah check yeah, out yeah. my ten billion dollar new crib, dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> if anarchists weren't so afraid of being filmed, I would I would so watch squat cribs <laughs> in an aircraft like, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that'd yeah. be so great um, I mean there's like that anarchist squat in Denmark right where they yeah. occupy like a former military base oh, oh in the center of Copenhagen oh, oh Christiana yeah Christiania yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Christiania or whatever that's Christiania cool. yeah. Yeah. yeah but uh okay so like um the LPM uh military program law they want to also double the number of reservists by 2035 and they were they were thinking of proposing a national universal service, which is like going to be, you know, putting school children into basically military propaganda classes for a couple for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, um, like taking out school days straight up so that they could do this and, you know, get recruitment, etc. But thankfully, the left opposition kind of like made a, enough of a fuss to get rid of. Why that. is Macron doing things that then that like only a person who would be winning by like North Korean numbers should be doing like these yeah. are like for a man who is barely winning elections yeah. don't be like you know you're, you're a little bit too much on your high horse that is fucking insane he and especially he's doing messy stuff I know that he loves doing messy stuff but it's like that is like that's just hilariously I mean given all right like someone like Trump could suggest that and I would we, we've mentioned before I would say on a couple occasions, I feel that like their personalities are similar and whatnot, but that's like about it. I didn't like, I never realized that Macron was such a freak for this type of shit. And, um, yeah, the mandatory military service thing was something that then I also, like I also came across recently too. I was like, huh, that's dumb. But I think that was my only reaction to it until realizing the sense of like, wait, like what the fuck does like, like what does he like think is, like, what does he think, I guess, is then the sense of what, what France needs to become? Because France has never, like, I mean, mandatory military service for a country like Germany existed because it was on the border of the next world war. You know, there was, like, the possible threat than, like, the, the, the Cold War, or not, sorry, mm. the, 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 um, the Iron Curtain is literally at our doorstep. Mandatory military service came in the sense of then like, yeah, okay, the Bundeswehr is just like a like a NATO proxy sort of thing, and they knew it. Yeah. Um, and if anything were to happen to Berlin or anything were to happen to Germany greater, um, uh, a really interesting show about this, if anyone's seen this or not, is I think it's called like uh, Deutschland 83, so like 83 or 85 or 87. It's one of those. Oh, um, the very, yeah, yeah, yeah. The very first, the very first season of it, which is very good, is about a kid who is a spy for the GDR who goes and like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And it has a lot I've to do with like this. the trailer. Yeah, Deutschland yeah. 83. It's big in the industry. 83. World, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? I think it's on Amazon Prime for if, I mean, I'm not, you know, I think ev- everyone, everyone, everyone it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Um, so you probably can find it somewhere. It's a very good show, and it, it's it's about this type of spy stuff. And it, again, a German production that one of the rare ones that's done well. And it talks about this like I forget what the operation was called, which was a real thing about what happens if East Germany invades West Germany, and he prevents this like false alarm thing from happening, which is like it's yeah. it's basing off its sense of a real event that actually did happen that there was like a computer error that then was that then like that the Soviet Union was nuking the West or some shit and some guy actually did like you know the show that it was fake or 1984 whatever. Soviet false alarm incident yeah exactly yeah. so it's based on that but it's like what if it was in Germany but then it was like slightly turned around to the sense of like a fake invasion yeah. anyway really goes into the sense of showing that then how like tense these military tensions were and although I mean as being um you know, like an anti-imperialist this in that regard. It's like there are things I can like understand of like yeah, in yeah, that yeah. regard of like, yeah. okay, you have East, West, this and that and that. Um, that made sense. France is, I mean, like, un- unless... Yeah, we're afraid of getting invaded by Belgium, bro. Yeah, like, it's like, what is... <laughs> then the, because the thing, that then, the thing that then so confusing to me as well is that, then, like, where does Macron see themselves, like, geopolitically as well? Because there is, like... Um, Macron does these very bizarre things where I have to like bizarrely applaud him in one regard where he's not hyper hawkish on like China or like Germany is doing this thing of like oh oh we'll do whatever like the US says and it's like we are going into possibly one of the dumbest wars ever and Macron is like being more level headed at least on the surface and being like you know oh, oh, oh you know maybe China's not you know worth getting in all this trouble for they maybe there's worth doing dialogue but then what's happening then behind the scenes with this regard like yeah, so he got in trouble with the French press and international press, I guess, like for saying that, uh, you know, Taiwan is like, I don't know, like we're not going to meddle with China and Taiwan. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But like he said that he said the internationally accepted thing, which is that uh, uh, Taiwan is not an independent country, which yeah. is literally the position of the United States and every NATO exactly, member. Exactly. Which has been working for like literally decades. And there's not been war in Taiwan since. But um anyways i think that we have uh 1450 troops in new caledonia which is like close to australia so like yeah. we're, we're afraid that like china will literally invade fucking new caledonia which first of all doesn't really belong to france because like they had an illegitimate election where 95 percent of uh new caledonians like approve this but it's because the opposition uh the you know indigenous people of caledonia literally do, like a lot of them don't have internet and they also boycotted the election because they don't want to participate because they have like indigenous traditions where like bro like you have to like consult with every member of the tribe and it's like france does not respect the 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 real like sovereignty or just the basic like quality of life of like people living in french guiana yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. all the all oh the, yeah, all yeah. Overseas well, territories. still yeah i mean one I of think the that's yeah. on your euro notes that you probably think is a watermark that's a part of france that yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so it's like bro like why would you i don't know like if your argument is that we need to defend new caledonia at all costs like yeah Absolutely. Maybe give up New Caledonia. Like, <laughs> yeah, to not, the people I mean, of they don't want to. I mean, it's, it's. I think it's also very clear in the sense a lot of these, a lot of these, you know, what is the official name of them? They are still colonial Canucks. holdings. Yeah, Kanaki yeah, people. Yeah. Oh no, but, no, no, no. The um, so France. So the weird thing with France is like the UN in I want to say the fifties, mostly at the behest of the United States, did this whole like we need to stop colonialism thing, and like. France had problems, obviously, with Algeria and stuff, but with a lot of the, like, really tiny things elsewhere in, like, the Caribbean, South Pacific, like, La Reunion and stuff like that, they actually did, like, take that on board and say, okay, you're just fully part of France now. 
Like they, a lot of them send MPs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah. in, they're in parliament. They, yeah. they get to vote. They get to vote in federal elections. They are, they are yeah. physically a part of. They, they use the euro. They have French passports. Yeah. And yeah. hilariously, it's the sense of like, like France's longest border is like not with. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not in with the European French country. Guiana with Brazil. It's with yeah. Brazil, it's like exactly. the size of Portugal, bro. Yes. Like, yeah. So that's the, but that's the like. That's the thing that France did, which is not to be confused with what the UK did, which is just like, we're, they're not colonies, we're just going to call them overseas territories. Like, do they have any yeah, say in like, Commonwealth like, yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Do they have yeah. any say on who becomes prime minister? Like, no. no. We, we do have overseas territories, and I mm. think they're like Saint-Pierre and Miquelon, just like really small like places. But yeah, uh, yeah you're right. They are the, the, the bigger ones are like departments. And yes. yeah, but they have more say. But I mean, still, like, they vote pretty like far left. Or, I mean, like, in the case of like Guadeloupe in the last presidential elections, they voted far left for Ma- yeah, Mélenchon. For, like, sorry, radical left for Mélenchon in the first round, and then everyone got super angry when Mélenchon didn't have a chance, yeah, so they voted far right. Which shows like that Macron is not doing enough to like take care of the quality of life of people. Like, didn't abroad. the didn't the like uh, uh, um, the United or left not abroad? Sorry, like, the United yeah. Left people's like primary candidate, the person who ended up winning that kind of weird farcical thing, wasn't she from Guadeloupe? Or like uh, one of the overseas territories, or wh- French Guiana. Uh, wait, you mean um, you mean like the deputy, the deputy from that department? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they have uh, like both in both uh, French Guiana and in Guadeloupe. I think they do have like a left wing candidate. Or, like, yeah, but like the remember the people's primary thing they tried to do where like oh yeah yeah uh, Tobira yeah okay yeah Tobira I think she's from uh, I either yeah one of the anti uh, islands like uh, Guadeloupe or um, yeah. Shit, I I'm misremembering this. Uh, Martinique, yeah, Martinique. Yeah. So either either one, uh, but like no, I mean she she was actually ranked very low on. I mean, oh, yeah, a lot of people. She's like popular in public opinion, yeah. but I don't think that she uh, like even in the public primary, like she didn't really get very high on on the list. But yeah, so it's 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 a um, it's this really weird situation. So the thing that I I want to say about all this though is like to understand Macron I still kind of come back to basically everyone bar maybe La France and Simise is just like is just Gaulism like Gaulism is just like very embedded in France so and that really comes out with Macron's foreign policy because it is just kind of like a lot of the same heinous shit that America is doing but they really just kind of want to do it by themselves yeah and I mean TBH they handed over Molly to Wagner. Like, let's just like, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, not yeah, that yeah, then, yeah, 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 not yeah. that then it's the sense that then that like you know France was doing anything good in Mali, but it's like those talks that Macron had with Putin were okay. One part in the sense of you know trying not to do war, but they were so that then that they can negotiate. Because like what a week later. Uh, oh, boom, France is out of Mali, and then who's taking it over? A fucking just group of, like, the most yeah. brutal mercenaries on Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like... France did that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, but, like, they couldn't take out, what, like, like 400 insurgents or whatever the fuck it was. Like, yeah, it yeah. was an insanely... Yeah. I mean, not that, that I'm, you know... Not over that 10 yeah. years. Over yeah. 10 Yeah, because years. The, 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 every analysis I've ever heard was just, like, they're just serving their own interests. They yeah. don't seem to be doing anything about, what is it, Boko Haram in that neighborhood. That yeah. Like, and Germany joined them, too, yeah, there. JNI, or, like, uh, yeah, local Malian uh, jihadists. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, we like... We can do a whole. That would be a whole episode on Operation Barkhane and like everything that we've done. We've done in the Sahel G5 region. But um, yeah, I mean, we could definitely like. 
I don't know. I could definitely come back on the pod the, and the, like, just, do something later. But just in general, like the his, <laughs> the mini series on France is fucking evil. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. like, it does not surprise me that Macron says all these things, which, according to like some recent surveys, is very much the opinion of like Europeans. Like Macron is in this really, really strange position of like he wants. With Gaulism, there is this like implicit kind of thing of like we are the leader of Europe, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. France's sphere of influence is the rest of Europe, for sure. We have nukes; everyone bow down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the the European army thing is like the biggest, yeah. like like the Huge example of that. Of that. Yeah, you always talk about it. Absolutely, it was always European army brackets French command, yeah. uh, kind of thing. Uh, That's uh, the name of my EP. Yeah, <laughs> which is ridiculous because if you have an EU army, what if it contradicts what the French army said? It's like I don't know, like yeah, all these people. There who is say, like yeah, NATO has shown that there's yeah. a contradiction of sovereignties. Yeah, that, yeah like, in that yeah, regard, and all these liberals. I literally okay, so I. I I don't know if I'm outing myself too much, but I went to like a conference at the at the uh, Macron's party headquarters, right? Hell yeah! Just to, just to hear what they had to say on foreign policy. Like, yeah. I obviously was against you everything were, they said. You were hate attending, exactly, literally. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like every argument that they said is like literally contradicting itself. Like, okay, we should be in NATO, but we should also uh, favor European sovereignty within the framework of NATO. But like, yeah. bro, what if they contradict? Like. Yeah, 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 I got, is, I got, I got sovereignty issues on sovereignty issues on top of more exactly, sovereignty issues. Exactly. <laughs> like we are kind of living in like Macron's hell because like there's a bunch of stuff that he wants to do, but like just wider structural forces will never let him do. Yeah, that like all those comments are a part of that. Like they are saying what they want to do, but then the contradictory stuff comes in, being with like all the stuff they know they have to say. Yeah, which is like we want a European army, we want to be in charge of this send us your Laffians so that we can send them to Mali kind of shit. Um, but then we also all know that it's political suicide for us also not to say, but also we respect and love NATO. Like, like even though realistically, the like if NATO, if the European Union collapses, I'm going to put the money down. I probably won't see it happen. But I probably put the money down that it's probably going to look like France pieces out first yeah. and then tries to start tempting in like, Belgium, Italy, Spain, join my new thing. It's called Fredo, France NATO. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and then and then yeah, it's just like a million like Lat- Lithuanian Kyles just in the South Pacific being like, I love New Caledonia, I've got to defend yeah, New yeah. Caledonia. Yo, bro, 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 bro. Like we're kinda like the Forest Brothers if you think about it. Yeah, but for Caledonia. <laughs> that's that's kind of what Georgia does. It sends like thousands of troops to NATO operations, yeah. Yeah. even though it's like it's not in NATO, right? I mean, no, yeah, it's yeah, an they, it's they're an observing to, member, yeah, they're yeah. trying to get into it. They're trying so no, hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like, sort of Ser- Serbia does the same thing. <laughs> like, we forget about that. Like, every yeah. member, ev- every country except for I think Belarus and Europe, like, participates yeah. in these things. Yeah. You know, like, regardless of, I mean, I can't think of a country that then is. I mean, also like Japan participates, Australia. I mean, th- these are like NATO is. You know, NATO's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Na- NATO's kind of a mindset if you think about it. You know. <laughs> But then the like, but the thing that also gets really kind of like, kind of like shitty or like what I can imagine is quite infuriating for like a Macronist is like the wider public kind of like agrees with this. There was a uh, there was a study recently done by the ECFR, which I fucking hate. Their methodology is bullshit, but some of their findings are really interesting. Uh, one was like, okay, since the one of the weird contradictory things that I found is actually since the invasion of Ukraine. Europeans have actually gotten more in favor of decoupling from the United States. Weirdly enough, like everyone thought they were going to have slashback, but it's like it's a very small decrease of like in favor of that opinion, but it is happening. And then the other thing was just like 
Um, they were asking like European, there was like 11 countries, East and West, North and South. Uh, um, and they were asking like opinions on like, what do you think we should handle in China? And like Europe is like very kind of on board of just like, we will trade with China. We are not getting involved in that shit. They're like, whatever they do with it, like inside China, I'm sure I would hate it, but I, I'm, I don't live in China. So fuck it. I don't care. Kind of thing. They have money and stuff. We can trade with them. It's fine. They don't want to get involved in these foreign conflicts. And as with Taiwan, they're just like, no, I would not go to war over Taiwan. If they get invaded, I guess that sucks or whatever. But like, speak for yourself, bro. I would live and die to go to Taiwan. <laughs> and just like, I would take fight, the first fight bullet. the entire Chinese yeah. military. Yeah, like, I will fight. Yeah. I, I, um, you know, being, you know, in the, in the most traditional, sense of a European leftist doing the most counter-revolutionary position against the, you know, whatever. I don't fucking know. I will die for... I don't yeah. know a single thing about Taiwan, but I will die for it. Yes, <laughs> yes bro. But I will like, die for for. I will die to make sure that the West has, has access to computer chips. Yeah, exactly. So, like, like, bad opinions or not, it does seem very strange that, like, for all the supposed foibles of, like, Macron saying things about Taiwan or whatever. The vast majority of like France and like the rest of Europe agrees with his positions on foreign policy, yeah. bad and good, yeah. but he's not allowed to act on any of them, basically. And like yeah. that's why he was pushing so hard for like the peace negotiations with Putin because like if he got that, if he was the man who like walked Putin back, oh my whatever, god, he would have been like he'd he would be God Emperor right yeah. this fucking yeah. second. Like the European uh, army would happen. Like contradictions at all. Like, you would have yeah. I mean like I I would be like pledge of allegiance thing to Macron every morning probably. No, he actually, would, not, he would not. win so many hearts and minds and like it yeah. would suck for its own reasons, but like. To, I mean, like, to, you, know what, you know what? Hell. No, but I mean, even hell. I mean, like, like, like to, to be fair, that that it's 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 in that sense that then like Macron's so good at then marketing himself internationally as the person that then he yeah. isn't, and then inter- and then internally within. Now again, yeah, okay, we have of course then like the liberal conundrum of that then like how many international like how 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 stoked about institutionalism can you be that then like yo I got an institution on top of institution on top of institution like you know like you it's like. Yeah, okay, like we're pro EU, but we're also pro France and we're pro NATO and I'm pro the EU army and this and that and that and that and that. At the end of the day, it's like, yeah, there may be a b- billion contradictions that then that 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 then we can see of that, but Macron's very good at marketing to then just dipshit lib journalists who report on him in German or in in in, in English or whatever that like you know, oh wow. Yeah, okay, maybe the, like, China stuff recently he's been getting a little bit of backlash from in, like, you know, American media uh, and a little bit of, like, German right-wing media because, you know, Springer Falag is, yeah. is chaotic and they just want blood no matter what. Politico was out for him. Yeah, because, lot, again, because yeah. it's it's literally run by a Springer. man who wishes that then that the borders of Germany were, like, you know... <laughs> the bad ones. The bad ones. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take you to court for libel, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go for it. Yeah. I got. I got. I got. I got my fucking Gakshwitz physician wrong. So I remember. <laughs> I remember. Like Kieran funnily sent me a a, a a a like thing, a comment about our show that said that they uh, they really liked the fact that I did not care about libelous suits. <laughs> but uh, no. In all seriousness, though, I mean, like the person who runs this larger media that then is trying to expand into you know like politico is 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 owned by Axel Springer yeah. is that they're trying to obviously change in the rhetoric of being more Atlantis is pro US this and that and that and Macron hilariously is like kind of like 
can sometimes become their like enemy of the week in that regard. But at the end of the day, they're not going to be like anti Macron, you know, because they can still find, oh, all right, well, whatever. You know, he's a little kooky about this, but at the end of the day, he's our boy. As, yeah. you know, as, I think as soon as like the respectable kind of like Les Republican style candidate shows, it's like actually pokes its head out of the woodwork, they'll just fully go in for that. Yeah. yeah. But in the meantime, yeah. Yeah. But actually, getting back to the script, I mean, that's um, like exactly what I was going to talk about next. Mm. Uh, the Republican Party initially were. Uh, basically generally in favor of the uh, loi de programmation militaire, but they said that they would oppose it at the very beginning due to a lack of clarity. Okay. And essentially they wanted to like basically be relevant, right? I mean, they, they got How like, much are we going to fuck up in Mali? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. I mean, they, they got like 4% in the last presidential election. They mm. wanted to, uh, you know, show that, oh, well, even though we only have a couple of deputies, you know, uh, which is much less than their historical height. Uh, they wanted to flex political muscles and say, like, okay, we're going to make a bunch of amendments and then we're going to accept it. So notably, most notably, they uh, they basically said, we want to label the 13 billion euros that were earmarked for nothing uh, because Macron didn't specify where 13 billion euros were going to go. Um, but actually, um, so they, they, they got an amendment to say, uh, where that public funding was going to go as, you know, true conservatives, they want to make sure that there's a finch efficiency in public spending. Mm. Uh, so they use the exact same tactic that, like, Friedrich Merz used in the Bundestag for the $100 billion. He's like, I like this, but I yeah. want to know where it's going. Yeah. I mean, which goes to show, like, social democrats and conservatives, at the end of the day, they're all the same. But, um, yeah, interestingly, the national rally... Uh, was almost completely inaudible on the uh, LPM. Uh, so Marine Le Pen and uh, the current uh, party secretary general, Jordan Bardella, they, vi- they made virtually no public statements about it. Uh, I couldn't really find anything on social media. Mm. But their one guy who's on, uh, who's on the Commission for Military Affairs, he uh, analyzed the LPM. He said that like Macron's military budget increase goes in the right direction, but it's not enough funding. So oh, my God. If, yeah, if of they course. were in power, imagine it would be like... Yeah, $700 billion. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. France just, is like, just like buckles up. It's like, all right, fine. What the U.S. does? What, what was the last U.S. budget for the military? I think it was like $840 oh, yeah. billion or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. It's yeah. like, all right, yeah. One trillion euros. Yo, Beat that. Let's, let's go. go. Every no. island we own in the South Pacific is now officially an aircraft carrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, so, sorry. Yeah. Go. Go. Yeah. Go. Go. Go on. Uh, yeah. So basically. Um, okay. I mean, like going to the left wing parliamentary opposition. Uh, to be honest, I was disappointed with what the left did. You know, um, I still have a lot of friends in La France Insoumise. You know, do some. You know. Basically, they unfortunately also took a relatively pro-sovereignist, pro-military side by considering abstaining on the vote. So the only people who had a clear no position were the Communist Party, uh, even though like they're kind of um, they've been kind of taking a national chauvinist turn since the presidential elections, and you know, they were so the, the they're going to eat steak and exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what was his name again uh, Fabien Roussel the yeah. secretary yeah. general yeah. Yeah. Oh, man remember last year yeah that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was crazy I mean even he said uh, like concerning uh, military affairs he said that you know we shouldn't discuss about uh, how much we're gonna. Uh, support the military because obviously we got to support the military like he i don't know like yeah, yeah basically when it comes to the french left there's a strong tradition of sovereignism as you said like uh goal goalism is really strong you know and even it even pervades in in the left uh to be yeah. honest yeah it's it's a very odd thing when then i say like in like western like 
okay, there is is there a discussion in like you know communist or leftist circles in the sense of like you know the role of military? Yeah, sure, I agree. However. Maybe not when you're in the Imperial Corps. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You, know, you can't like you can't reform your way into anti-imperialism when you are yeah. literally one of the most like notorious imperial powers yeah. on earth. Like yeah. maybe sit this one out, homie. No, like, no, no. Kyle, like a person, a character in this podcast who's gone through quite a ideological journey. Is, he's a, yeah, he's he's, a, he's just he's just a normal weirdo on Twitter. Then. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, I was a Hajiist. Now I'm a <laughs> now I'm a national Bolshevist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a I'm a not just a straight up national socialist now um no 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 he's he he's on he's on the new aircraft carrier out in like just like north of christmas island like doing a tour of the indian ocean you know the new aircraft carrier carrier which he's a proud member of the kke i'm assuming the new aircraft carrier is named after like daft punk or something and (laughs) uh, like he's just like you know the french being this army in the france has we're 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 totally like the Viet Cong. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah, we, yeah. I mean, yeah, did we get owned by them? But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, like, you know, I'm like, kind of in the like South Pacific. I feel like I'm a part of it now. Yeah. You know, am I, am I literally in the complete wrong uniform? Yeah, but you know, you know, it's just like perspective, homie. Unfortunately, some people actually think that. Of course, they fucking do. Yeah, <laughs> I've met. Okay, anyway. Kyle's a real guy. There's a Kyle. Yeah. All there of is. A, yeah, there <laughs> is. I, mean, I don't think that you can like. It, it's so hard to make up a person because that person always just exists somewhere. Yeah. Like even yeah. in, like Kyle, in the sense that then that like in a matter of twenty minutes has gone from being what a uh, gaullist to what uh, 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 now he's a he's a he's a third world Maoist, but yeah. then he's in the French military. Yeah. Like this person is real, yeah. <laughs> and they're on. Twitter.com, baby. Yeah. And they're like they're like 19 years old. Yeah, the only difference is they're like 13, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're in the Discord that, that guy keeps leaking to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um yeah, okay. So La France Amuse ended up voting no, thankfully. Um, mm. even if it was for the uh, wrong reasons. But uh perhaps troublingly, the Greens and the Socialists, they actually did abstain on the vote uh, in the National Assembly this week. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, these show, like, some foreign policy differences that are going to be more and more apparent as, like, the 2024 EU Parliament elections come up. Oh, yeah, that'd be um, fun. Oh, god damn, fuck, yeah, those are coming so we up. we got to start thinking about that. I mean, like, polling in May showed oh, that a united, uh, united left under NUPES would be, like, the first choice of voters uh, in France, which is yeah. good. But a uh, divided left would result in all the parties being at the bottom of the polls. Hell, yeah. Well, like, okay, so, all right, so I need to, I need to say this now. I mentioned it on Twitter. Um, but I need to I need to talk about it now because you brought up the magical word word in Kieran the word of the day the twenty twenty four EU elections um, we now enter into the most wonderful time in any uh, uh, um, European Parliament cycle which is we now enter the stupid year where uh, the Commission sets out to do a five year plan right basically they're like here's the agenda for the five years that you guys are be the in most session. uncool five year plan you ever yeah, heard yeah, of yeah absolutely you want to industrialize now fuck that but you want you want nerd <laughs> shit yeah. Oh. Um, so like yeah, they do the they do this kind of like five year agenda as they call it, um, but due to various politicking, mostly from the nation states, the European Parliament isn't really allowed to do anything. So for those first four years, nothing happens until we now enter the fifth year, where they're all like, shit, we have to do all like five years worth of work in one year, and at the same time while doing this, I feel the Soviet Union kind of functioned the same way at some times. <laughs> <Like, laughs> we're measuring the lamps by weight now. <laughs> 
Um, the, the you tell me that that actually the the we actually do live in the EUSSR, but like all the all the like you know not great things about the, how the Soviet Union maybe yeah, was yeah. was bad at allocating resources, output, like legislative <laughs> output from the European Parliament is now being measured by weight. Uh, as they <laughs> said on exactly. Trash Future, at least they built tractors. Yeah, in the Soviet yeah, yeah. Union. at least they did some stuff. Um, so like okay, while this stupid year is happening though, where they're trying to do five years worth of stuff in one year. Uh, at the same time, all of these people in the European Parliament are looking for shit to put into their sizzle reel so they can get reelected for a kind of a job that most people don't really understand what they do. Yeah. So it's that's just, how I'm gonna get un- out of unemployment. I'm gonna get elected into European Parliament. Let's go, baby. Make six thousand euros a month, baby. <laughs> Dude, I would go so fucking ham. Yeah. That's like not that much money when you think about it. That's yeah, like yeah, what? Yeah. That's like what sixty? Like what? We, we did, that's, we're doing like, the, that's we're like doing the whole Colleen. podcast. I would totally spend. Yeah. Money. That's, that's why like, the vice president of the EU Parliament had to get bribes from Qatar, bro. It's yeah, like, it's like that's like what seventy-two grand or whatever, like before taxes. Nick- That's like in the United States, not enough money to live in, like Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> oh Nick- man! Nick- <laughs> Holy shit! Oh but man! But it's like Paul. Yeah. Oh my oh, god! Real dystopia. Would- real dystopia Nick- moments. Nick's gonna run on a campaign for European Parliament of I'm going to make Cuttergate look like a fucking. Uh, uh, I'm gonna do such unbelievable corruption, open door policy for every Az- Azerbaijani yeah, yeah. official who comes. By. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I do I like you? No, but will you give me money? Sure, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. But- yeah. Like you're just going. You're you're just going out saying like Renzi shit of being like, yeah, the new Renaissance is happening in Riyadh. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking forgot. That. He said that. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Renzi. What? Remember Quote Renzi, unquote, who is still like, a member of of uh, the Italian the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, literally, then did this like more or less like an infomercial thing for like the Saudi like in Saudi investment. What? Thing. Yeah. yeah, and he's just. I like, said the new Renaissance is happening in Saudi Arabia because he's Italian. So we could give that fucking stamp of approval. Yeah, he, of- gave, he gave Saudi Arabia the Renaissance card. <laughs> you guys could say it. You guys could say the R word, he Renaissance. Saw, Liberal saw, human rights, baby. He Just, saw a yeah. drawing of the line and he was like, it's like Michelangelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like when I walked, yeah, exactly. When I walked into the Vatican and I saw, you know, I looked up, and to be fair, it's brilliant. It's it is it is one of the most impressive. I mean, as chaotic as it is with everyone around you, I sure. mean the fact that then that this is that this is, you know painted by someone is phenomenal but you know what the very first thing that when i looked up and i saw that i was like you know what that you know what the modern equivalent of that is <laughs> it's, it's building a second moon <laughs> yeah neom yeah. you know the first thing that went into my head is what if what if i could make the punisher moon <laughs> i want to make the punisher moon uh throw back to a COVID episode that we oh, do with my yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah um no. France. So, uh, yeah, basically, uh, La France Insoumise, largest left-wing movement, uh, they said that uh, initially they were okay with the budget increase, and uh, they just said that it wasn't detailed or transparent enough, and it was too pro-NATO, and so they would like emphasize their anti-NATO stance. Actually, uh, interestingly, the anti-NATO stance of uh, LFE was kind of like uh, slightly de-emphasized after the NUPES uh, political alliance was created in May last year you know, to appease like the socialists and the greens. Uh, so that's kind of disappointing, but, um, a quick question for you actually about yeah. the, this with like the NATO stuff, because that's been like political suicide in Germany currently. Yeah. What is then this current in France that like, cause like the left can't like the left, like the is split like as a party of like 
pro anti-NATO, which is one of the weirdest things to see because I always thought as a leftist that like NATO bad. Mm. And then having to then see like people I would assume were leftists being like, I mean, you know, I'm, you know, not, not, we're not going to name names, this and that and that. Um, but you know, this like just weird regurgitation of a lot of propaganda that the NATO does in that regard. Yeah. Uh, that then that this is the only way to then, oh, you know what? Now, you know, I was against, you know, like, like we were all against this. And like, Dilinka actually has like a weird split in their party currently of like becoming pro anti NATO. How is it in France? Uh, basically, because no one really talks about uh, foreign affairs or the military budget, like or Ukraine, like it's not really a major issue. Yeah, this is the thing that we've that we've Which talked about. Strange. I feel yeah. like on the show as well is that in Germany, the the Ukraine stuff is far more present than yeah. like any other European country. Like this, this expand, Spain, Spain does not fucking care. Italy sure as hell doesn't care. Uh, yeah. France, like. So yeah. It also, it seems like is is not a lot of it. A lot of like discussions about um, everyone has to be kind of like pro Ukraine. Very loaded term, what that means or whatever. But like that, a lot of that was directed very explicitly at Germany. There, I think there was this, I there was this fear amongst the wider like Atlanticist West or whatever that Germany was going to be the one that would not get on board with this because like polling actions of politicians and stuff show that like going concerns about like who's more going to be like a um, apologist for russia countries like bulgaria and italy and greece are much far going concerns of like there is more kind of support for that kind of thing than there ever was in germany but also germany's just like economic leader of europe so like yeah bulgaria can just like say that they love like united russia party or whatever like and, like it's GERB, they probably would, but like it doesn't matter because it's Bulgaria, it's not Germany. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like France is, is again, yeah, like the second largest economy in Europe. And it's just very, it's, it, it's very interesting seeing that then even that discussion, uh, not, 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 not to go too heavy into the Ukraine stuff because we are not the war podcast. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like it is very interesting to see that then even, uh, um, that discussion, I, I feel at least with people that I've spoken to who are French, is just like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, like we know the war's going on and we know that it's, like, bad, but, like, there's no big discussion about, like, there's NATO a... and this and that and that or whatever. Like, the left is not having this split amongst them of, like, these bizarre op-eds of, like, oh, well, and, like, written in German, you know, for German audiences of, like, oh, yeah, like, I was a good leftist, but now, like, I'm a bad leftist. <laughs> I mean, that's not the title of it, but you know yeah. what I'm saying is that then it's, like... There's still like a clear defining yeah. thing of that then that you can like. There is an explanation for this. Uh, so in Germany, there's been about like 1 million Ukrainian refugees in France. Yeah. I think it's about like 200,000. So it's like significantly less. Um, obviously, Poland, like, you know, increasing its budget to like 4% of oh, its Poland's GDP. beyond stoked like, though because they yeah, get to like kill have, Russians. They, yeah, got, yeah, yeah. they got like 10 million um, over over the past two years, I think, uh, Ukrainian refugees. Yeah. But like, it's it's a, like they're closer geographically in terms of like my, the effects of migration, et cetera. But also like in the French media, like there were so much around retirement reform around national issues around like the presidential election uh and you know like national issues uh obviously um because they're more understandable to most voters like 
Ukraine kind of fell off the radar for a lot of voters, and so that really explains why France or the French public doesn't really. I mean, it's also a post-COVID world too, where we're having them these yeah. like the, like the realities, and then when, when the economy stops, you have this actually uh, one of the largest examples of this in the United States is in World War II, where then you have like more or less quite, like a quote-unquote like command economy, more or less that the United States goes into, and then you're having non-market forces existing propelling the economy. And then when the United States decouples itself from then these reforms, more or less, that are like these, these wartime um, economic, I don't want to say reforms because they aren't reforms, but like these, these economic practices that were done, um, you know, extremely high taxation that was done during that, you know, distribution of wealth was then also like quite high, but it was also going into the military spending, this and then that, because, you know, World War II was fucking expensive. And then into the 1950s and 1960s, the United States has one of its longest periods of time of, like, very high inflation because when you have a stop in the economy like that and then you go back into market tendencies, you're going to have these things like inflation, you know, of, of uh, you know, a, a complete just changing of your general life in relation to your like your personal relation to the economy which i think people forget is like the thing that matters the most to people people don't know what the fucking stock market does half the time they don't know what then this or these numbers or or, or, or what you know uh, a gdp is or whatever but they do know the fact when they go to the grocery store and they see that then oh fuck like you know this shit's more expensive or like um you know with the yellow vest thing at the beginning of it i mean that's Pre-COVID, but still, you know, taxation things. These are things that then people experience at a day-to-day basis. And COVID, um, I'm so surprised at, 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 in Germany that, that there hasn't been any really, like, big resistance from the larger... I mean, there, I guess there is now because the AFD is getting a lot, a lot of support based mm-hmm. on material politics. I mean, but, yeah, the, there's been a lot of, like, hiding it as well, though, because... The- yeah. The thing that always comes back is like Germany will talk about its general inflation rate, which has been something like 4%. Yeah. But then like ignores the fact that like there's been on food like a 16% inflation. Exactly, exactly. So I mean, even inflation, regardless, like the basket of goods is different of, you know, whatever, what's what's that, what's that thing called? Um, I fucking studied economic. Um, I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Your general, (laughs) like, 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 um, like. General cost of living things are married are, are measured in like the ba- like your your basket of goods of like like general living expenses and whatnot and yeah. those those things like you know food staple goods know, yeah staple goods and stuff like that have like skyrocketed in terms in comparison to like you know yeah. every like because those things were affected as well directly by imports exports that then Germany was getting from Ukraine Russia or other parts of the world that were affected by this as well yeah. um, but the the issue amongst in that of like the French voter or, you know, not the voters, the wrong word, the French working class has been, I mean, maybe it's a historical thing, this and that or that, but there was a direct core, like there, there was, a, there is a direct correlation between end of like COVID and then prices raising because there's a stop on the economy. There's yeah. this war that starts. There's all these things that then, the, and everyone knew that it was coming because you, I mean, any, 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 any economist with like, who's not a fucking idiot would have said that then like, we're going to be seeing inflation we're going to be seeing you know there's there's been a massive allocation of wealth upwards and whenever there's a massive allocation of wealth upwards quickly and the economy is going to stop that means that then that there's going to be a readjustment of prices and this and that and that that's like literally economics 101 for the people who get past supply and demand like when you get into the actual reality of how the economy works so yeah i mean like these were these, these were all these things that then like anyone could have predicted and then we see them fucking happen and france unlike 
you know, uh, a, 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 a wimp bone country like Germany. Like, yeah, I mean, like that makes like, like in perfect sense to that these issues obviously take take um, you know precedence over, foreign, over policy. Then foreign policy and shit like that. Yeah. And it's so insane to me that then we live in a country right now where it's like I'm seeing all of my friends' rents are going up. I go to the I go to the grocery store, this and that and that, and then I go and look at like the newspaper, and it's just like okay, not that then like I mean the, the war in Ukraine is fucking horrific, of course, but it's just like in the sense that then that there's also then a push from then like I feel that then because the media in Germany is so heavily controlled by the right in order to then ignore the fact of like, oh, no, no, your cost of living thing is actually not that bad. So I think like I think a huge part of it has to come down to a little bit like of spectacle, which is. Yeah. um, A handful of other countries got their like minimum, like their their retirement age raised or like their minimum wage kind of fucked with or something like that. Like these other kind of uh, 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 kind of like basic economic necessity stuff but like it, i think it's because france was just so willing to protest that it just like dominated the news cycle like it became unignorable in france because this is very similar to what we heard from some people who live in the u.s that like for a brief period there particularly in 2022 it was ukraine 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 until roe v wade was overturned yeah and then that just like completely knocked it out of the news cycle uh, uh, because a lot of people went out to protest. There was a lot of like, what the fuck does this mean? What the fuck is like Texas doing? What the fuck is all these different states doing? It became like this huge spectacle in which Germany just hasn't had uh, um, to like, I think, completely wipe that conversation. Like For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, also, I mean, Germany is a very, I don't know. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very, what's the word I want to use? Like that they, 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 they very much kind of like don't want to bother with like rocking the boat half the time. Like the left does here and there, but I mean like the general consensus is that then Germany, I would argue is a very conservative country and social conservatism is very much a thing that is on the rise here uh, more so than anything else. Um, And I'm very afraid for the future future of this country next election because I'm assuming that then, yeah, everyone's freaking out. Like I mentioned this on the bonus episode. I'm not afraid of the AFD winning, I'm afraid of that then the CDU and the and the FDP forming like the 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 worst coalition known to yeah. man, and we'll see on local levels the the, the, the Philadelphia coalition who who's black who's, and yellow is Pittsburgh 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. coalition the, 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 the Wiz Khalifa coalition <laughs> yeah. yeah and I do think that then that there is some truth in the fact that we will see some like uh, they call them Barbados coalitions which is so fucking dumb of a mm. black blue. Yellow coalition of then like the, yeah, CSU. the C- CDU, the CDU, no, 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 CDU, AFD, uh, and uh, FDP. But you on really local, think that that's yeah, yeah. a possible coalition on on local the, the, on on smaller on governments? Hundred percent. Okay, yeah, absolutely. That's actually super fucking. Good. It's, yeah, exactly. It's like these <laughs> are the things shit. that then that like there is a there is a general consensus of then like the media is already so far right wing here that then it's like gonna probably fucking happen because Germans are gullible. <laughs> the, well, the the big one that's actually happening now but hasn't turned into a media spectacle just yet, but it's coming, is how the average public opinion on like of Germans about like climate change is really fucked up. Yeah. Like, a lot of them are just like, I... There is just like, we've gotten to the point now that has kind of like let sit and bake in this petri dish for so long, but we have like a huge contingent of Germans who are just anti everything environmentalist, everything green, uh, um, to the point that it's become like a weird culture war stuff that it's always kind of like been. Um, yeah, and this is just like, and this is like becoming their their, their modus operandi. Like the last 
Berlin election was basically like, I want to fuck my car, was like the entire like point of that election. Yeah, like Kai Wegner literally promised to make more parking spaces here, which I'm sorry, like... Like they, they were, they were literally traumatized by Friedrichstraße being pedestrianized. Yeah, uh, like they were like, we will not have another Friedrichstraße. And like, yeah, that was their like nine eleven. That was them. their nine eleven. Um, but like, okay, getting back to the no, <laughs> no, 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 it's just because I, I mean, I could like, I mean, there's an easy segue there that then it's like, okay, so in the sense that then like I'm seeing these things that then of France doing something about then you know retirement policy, this and that that they went to the streets, Germany can fucking, you know, pass, you know, any psychotic law and people like protest for one day and they're like, well, we did that. So, you know, like there is very much a different attitude towards it. Um, what is then like, like how is then the reaction from then, you know, the left been on then the, 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 the uncoverings of this, this military spending bill and shit, because that's a, that's like, that's a lot of money. And that's a lot of money being allocated into things that then one are either completely stupid and useless or two is being allocated into things. And then France trying to like, you know, still cling on to these like bizarre, uh, uh, you know, you know, the, the, these bizarre, like, delusions of them being this, like, you know, former colonial power. Like, France is very influential. Macron is very influential. France is very influential as an economic power. And, yes, there is an argument to be made about how that is still, you know, post, you know, not, not even post, post-colonial, but, like, neo-colonial stuff. This and that. Sure, fine, whatever. We're not talking about that here. The military aspect of it is very, like, on the nose of that then, like, you know what, whether it be France, whether it be Europe, whatever, we're all in this for a common goal, which apparently is that then more military baby is coming in Europe. Yeah. And that's bad. <laughs> so the, yeah, so La France means they published like a counter program to the uh, military program law. And they said that basically the previous military program law uh, had a bunch of objectives that could not be met. And so they complained in this uh, counter program that like, for example, uh, we plan to have way more uh, Jaguar armored vehicles by 2030, but actually this target has been pushed back to 2035. And it's like a complaint as if that's like not good enough that, you know, we couldn't meet our own military objectives and make more, uh, you know, APCs. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But like that, that kind of language, you know, like pro-sovereignness, pro-military, pro, you know, like having a strong fighting force that will be able to defend France. That, unfortunately, is still very strong in France. And I think it's different different in the German left or at least in the far left or like uh, especially like in the U.S. or British left where, you know, criticizing the military wholeheartedly is really accepted. Even like, for example, Democratic Socialists in America like want to decrease the U.S. military budget by 50 percent at least, which is I mean, OK, it's the U.S., so it's exceptional. But yeah. like that's, you know, like it shows a little bit of uh Okay, so DSA doesn't really represent too much because, you know, we only have they only have like four uh, congressional candidates. Right. But, you know, at least they're making like strong claims, even if they're so small. Right. La France Smith, they they're actually like basically, you know, okay. so I joined a subcommittee on the international affairs, you know, uh, part of La France Smith a while back. And like I remember asking a parliamentary deputy um, who deals with international affairs for the for the movement. Uh, about what he thought about like uh, Macron's uh, military program law in January when he announced it. And he said, actually, it would be against our political line to critique it head on since we favor a strong military to defend like France's sovereignty. And it's like, we got to weigh up to NATO. We got to like make sure that France is not taken advantage of. And we need to have like a nuanced position that is both pro-military and anti-NATO. And also we want the military budget to be strong, but not in the way that Macron wants. And it's like, Bro, it's so easy to just like 
follow your instinct. Be like anti-militaristic. Be anti-Macron. It's like just make a tweet. Say like Macron is bad. Like augmenting the military <laughs> budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, right yeah. Now. No one, no one, yeah. No one hears like a Kantian freak being like, oh yeah, just the immediate abolition of the military. But for fuck's sake, like you're yep. not. You can't use the left-wing nationalist militaristic thing again when you're in the imperial court. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. But, okay, so I will admit, you know, to end on a, a good note, um, uh, at least for this segment, uh, like, uh, basically, one of the small victories that the NUPES uh, left coalition made was uh, against the National Universal Service, which, as I said, uh, would force children to do military training and take out school days. Uh, La France Soumise believes... Like it states in its program that it wants to have a type of civil service, but there would be a lot of exceptions. Like, you know, religious conscious objections would be accepted, and you could also choose to do non-military service, like you know, uh, work uh, to promote healthcare and ecological well-being in the country or whatever. Like, and they would pay you a minimum wage uh, that would be about like a one thousand five hundred euros a month, which they want to increase to that level but uh like i know like mexico you know there's there's some countries that have this like mexico currently has a service where like doctors do this for a year they go to rural healthcare deserts and you know they do like basically non-militarized national service so i had this too like you could choose if you wanted to do military or social service yeah yeah that's good i mean like i i'm personally kind of in favor of that as long as it's non-military but um yeah i mean that's one of the small victories but i guess like to end like what can we take away from this i mean very few people are arguing against the military program law from a purely anti-militarist moralist or like pacifist basis so like this the largest pacifist movement in france is extremely extremely small and very unappealing like i remember going to a small rally in front of the ministry of foreign affairs like just about a month ago um and like it was really disappointing honestly it's like a little bit pathetic because like there was like maybe less than 10 people (laughs) holding banners. It was like so sad, but I mean like, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, in the U S and in, in Britain you have like, I don't know in 2003, I think the largest global movement at at that time was like the anti Iraq war movement. Right. I think that the largest protest of that was actually in Berlin too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh damn. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 But I that's so, yeah. that's good. I mean, like in 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 the in the like the left in Germany, and I think like Berlin had like had like a million or something people. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah, yeah. that's really really good. I mean, like in France, you never get that kind of like mobilization for anti-war stuff. So I guess you know the takeaway is that France should give up a little bit of its national chauvinism, you know, so-called colorblindness and like militaristic glorification of our national sovereignty and goalism to realize that we too are responsible for NATO's failures, even though we like always critique it in the media. What we're doing in practice is obviously like, you know, just pro NATO, you know, unjustified interventions, you know, the bombing of Libya, Serbia, um, you know, we didn't participate in Iraq, but like we, we did like participate in the Gulf war in 1991. We did send troops to Afghanistan until 2014. So like the French left must I mean, we got to be more resolute. We got to adopt like our traditional anti-militarist stances that we had like back in the time of Jean Jaurès, you know, the socialist, you know, anti-World War One guy like who, you know, galvanized like thousands of people, you know, in public squares. Like we got to have that rereading of uh, of, you know, our gullist stances and come back to the stances of, you know, Jean Jaurès. Like that was the to me, that was the heyday of French leftism where like we were actually anti-war against, you know, the horrors of World War One. Um, Jean Jaurès also got, you know, martyred by uh, a far right militant, you know, in the streets of in a cafe in Paris, you know, and it's like. 
I don't know, like y'all say nie wieder Deutschland or sorry, not nie wieder, but you say nie wieder to uh, to all war in Germany. And, you know, in France, unfortunately, we don't have like a similar slogan where we say like never again to colonialism, never again to, you know, all of our foreign interventions, whether it be in the Sahel or whether it be in Indochina, whether it be in Algeria, like it's. It's just, um, you know, France has never owned up to its historical failures, to its historical crimes um, and to, you know, its interventionism across the world. So I guess we can end the, this part here if you want. And then um, maybe I'll be back in another uh, in another yeah, we episode. Can, we, can, we can absolutely. I think that was I think that was a really good point to to to, to leave it off as yeah. um, that. was Yeah, I mean, uh Flo, you're always welcome back on. I do have I do have one question. Yeah, because uh, you mentioned you mentioned how much the budget is going to cybersecurity. Yeah, do we have confirmation that that all all that money is basically going to Eric Leandri of Quant of Alternative? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Every, the fucking. The fucking aircraft carrier is going to be forced to use quant on it all the work. computers. It won't work. Yeah, you just you just like you quant New Caledonia, and it just shows you Scotland, like old Caledonia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. As always, Flo, it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, I I have learned lots. Mm. I we've we have derailed every which way possible, yeah. and you and you brought us you brought us back. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I very much appreciate that. Um, I guess always comes the question of where can people find you, but you're not available. Uh, yeah, I uh, I don't really have an active Twitter or Instagram or whatever, but um, I will plug the Left Berlin International, the Anglophone branch of the Linka. It has like. Uh, basically a summer camp with a lot of like conferences and workshops this Saturday and Sunday, June 10th and 11th. If it's too late, it'll uh, be too late. Unfortunately. Yeah. After the uh, next year, the end of this episode (laughs) uh, comes out, you know, I guess like, yeah, next year around June. um, Think about it. Yeah. Just have it in in the back of your head. But like, um, just like French bullets (laughs) in Mali. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, No, but I guess, um, yeah, just, uh, it's uh, always good to see y'all. So, oh, uh, uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm happy that you like come here and do this with us. That it's, yeah. it's, it's not remote, so that rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah for, sure, um, for sure. As always, Flo, for the third or fourth time, thank you so much for being here. You'll surely be here again to give us part three, four, five, and six of this discussion. As <laughs> uh, Yo France, Yo France. <laughs> yeah. no, that's what we're calling it. Yeah, Yo France is, is the series. <laughs> this is a series now. We've decided. Um, yeah. And uh, for all of our listeners, uh, do we have any announcements? No. Uh, let us know where we should come and tour and you know, oh, no, see that, you. That, that voting's been done. No, no, no. Not, 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 not the voting. I just mean in the sense Oh, in general, of, yeah. Just tell us yeah, where we should just, go. Just uh, tell us where we should go. We're trying to figure out where we should come and visit y'all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, give us give give you guys some hot licks and uh, and and what's it called? And, uh, and, and riffs. Some riffs. Yeah. 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 Licks what's Kyle good, up to? Yeah, what, what's what is yeah what is what is Lithuanian Kyle up to? We will catch up with you guys then in person. Apparently, if you're lucky enough, yeah, uh, when we get that figured out. Uh, but if there's nothing else then to announce, um, Patreon.com forward slash corner spady five euro five sorry dollars, which is a five euro now, I guess uh, per month, and you get an extra bonus episode. So yeah, check that out. Yeah, and uh, we will see you guys then all next week. Take care. Ciao, ciao. Bye.